Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Tiara Hughes, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. Ah, Mark, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me again. Oh, I'm excited about this too. I'm looking forward to hearing what's been going on with you and First 500 and You've been, you were here originally back in June of 2018, so several years. Uh, episode 222, we talked about uh, the first 500 project right after you launched it. Um, and so I'm excited to hear three years of development, and there's lots of things that are happening. Um, so I want to talk about that. But before we do that, let me introduce you. Uh, a St. Louis native based in Chicago, Tiara Hughes is a senior urban designer at SOM. She's also an adjunct professor at the Illinois Institute of Technology, commissioner with the City of Chicago Landmarks Commission, and a real estate professional. Tiara is a devoted activist, educator, and advocate for underrepresented communities and voices, and currently serves on the board of the National Organization of Minority Architects, also known as NOMA, and the Charnley Persky House Board of Directors for the Society of Architectural Historians. Um, Tiara's personal experiences in the industry, along with her passion for advocacy, led her to establish this national research initiative, First 500, as a founder and executive director of the First 500. Uh, Tiara travels the country to raise awareness 
of the importance of black women architects throughout history and their contributions to the built environment today. And so, first of all, first500.org is the website. Go there and check it out. It's a beautiful website. We're going to talk about that a little bit because that's something new. Uh, Tiara, it's been a while. It's been a long time, actually, three years or so. Um, I want to talk about all of this that's happened since then. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody who you are. I just shared a little bit about you. Can you go back to where you discovered architecture? Share your origin story. When did you discover your passion and and who or what inspired you to become an architect? Ah, Mark, first of all, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Um, And it started really young for me. Um, I was in elementary school. um, In second grade, I was um, accepted into this gifted arts program. And uh, we had an annual fundraiser. And every year, um, no matter what holiday you celebrated, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, you know, we celebrated everything. Every single student in the school would get a gift, right? A toy. And uh, we raised money for that fundraiser. So we got to create art, um, any medium of our choice. And I started drawing buildings from books and I could do it pretty well um, and was really excited about it. I remember the following year in third grade, I saw blueprints for the first time. <laughs> we, we don't have those anymore, um, but I still remember the smell of the ink and the feel of it on your fingers. Yeah. And I recognized f- floor plans for the first time. And you know, as a young, young child, this is unheard of for me to know what doors were and door swings and windows. And, um, I just recall someone saying, um, you know, you want to be an architect because I definitely wanted to be the person influencing the world around us. So was that elementary school? That was elementary school. Wow. Early, early Uh, on. Yes. And I, I'd never met an architect, um, kind of transitioning. I, I, Uh, The next time I was introduced to architecture at all was in high school where I took architecture and engineering classes. And of course, I was the only girl in all four years of those (laughs) classes and the only student of color. And little did I know, Mark, that was preparing me for the industry. Um, And so got through high school. And then I went to Drury University, um, which is a master's program in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I got to study abroad and live in Greece, which obviously uh, with it being so ancient and historic, that has obviously influenced my love for historic preservation and all of the roles that I serve now in in educating our our communities on that. Um, But graduating Drury, I, I booked in 2015. I booked it to Chicago and now here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So so what what did you do when you got to Chicago? So right out of school, went to Chicago. What did Mm -hmm. you do once you were there? Um, I spent some time with a mentor um, and started with HOK and they, I was with them briefly uh, for six months working on one of their largest projects in the Chicago office at the time. It was a, an extension to the KICC, the Kentucky International Convention Center. Um, and I was really burnt out. I was working a ton of hours. I was pushed, you know, really, really young and trying to make my way. And so I switched gears and went to a smaller firm for two and a half years. And then I came to SOM in 2018. And, and what did you do originally at SOM? 
um, I transitioned into urban design from architecture. So that was a, another really monumental step. And in, what inspired in my career. that? What inspired you to shift that shift to to uh, urban design? I think uh, there's a, a lot of alignments. First of all, the initial conversations with them, the urban design studio of SOM, I learned about sort of the big picture and being able to work with communities and, you know, all of it was very exciting to me. Um, and that ultimately, I still remember Doug Voigt's the partner asking me in my interview, um, <laughs> he was like, so are you interested in urban design? And I was like, what is urban design? <laughs> and just as passionate as I am about it, he was in that interview when he was describing it to me. And I just knew it was a fit from there. And it's, it's been great so far. So what are you doing there today? I am still an urban designer, um, also a project manager on projects, and they've just really trusted me. Um, I've, I've stepped into uh, sort of a global leadership position in EDI within the firm as well, um, and it's, it's really humbling <laughs> for such a monumental entity that's been around for so long. I mean, we're talking about an 80 plus history here yeah. to, to trust me and, and my guidance in the EDI space. So are you um, working, if, are you working at, with EDI, uh, equity, um, uh, diversity and inclusion, it, just for anybody who doesn't know what EDI is, the, are you working with them just for that office or are you working with them no. for their across the, the entire the, firm? Yeah. So globally. I mean, yes. SOM is all over the world. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty but awesome. Likewise, they have, um, you know, I founded First 500 the same year that I started um, with SOM. And that was one of the kind of big things I was talking about to all of the uh, SOMers as I was getting to know them. And they were very excited about it and super supportive. And even to this day, they've been very supportive about um, about first 500. And it's, I'm excited to say too, it's grown from being a national initiative to now global. Um, because even in different parts throughout the world where black women are not a minority, you know, they still are extremely underrepresented in our field. So we're finding that there's a, a lot of similarities across the board, um, in architecture throughout the world. So it's, Again, very humbling experience right now to to see it grow from from what it was when we it was a thought mark when, when we first right, started. Right. So. I mean, you were calling it the first five hundred project. It yes. was really just an idea. You you said, "Oh, well, I'm going to try this." Um, explain what first five hundred was originally launched as and what it is today, just so everybody has some context. Yes. So originally, um, first five hundred was simply a research initiative to just learn more about the representation of black women um, in architecture and to, to sort of spread awareness. Um, and I was able to, since its founding in 2018, I was able to travel all around the country to give these talks and these lectures to raise awareness about black women in architecture and their contributions. And for us to just all be more aware and to lend a hand, right, to her whenever we meet her and and come across Black women in the in the field. Um, likewise, now um, it has grown. <laughs> it is now an entity. Um, First five hundreds. Um, our mission now is really about 
elevating and celebrating those Black women architects and continuing to raise awareness about them and their distinction to our communities. We're also providing that central resource um, and also aiming to increase our representation infinitely. And I'm sure you guys have seen infinitely increasing as a part of the slogan. but yeah, all of that is kind of wrapped into the mission of, of serving as a resource as well um, for Black girls and women in the field. Infinitely increasing. I love the whole brand. I love the First 500 <laughs> brand. I love that as a tagline. The website looks beautiful. And is, and it's not only beautiful, it's very functional. It has lots of resources. It's very clear and understandable how uh, it's a great representation. You know, we've talked about websites all the time and the importance of architecture websites. Um, this is a great example of an architect, or not an architecture website, but a website that does what it's supposed to do, right? It's that it's giving you the resources. It's very easy to find what you're looking for. Uh, it helps you uh, collect interest of people who want to help. Uh, very easy to understand how how to do that. Um, just I want to step back just a step. First 500. Where did that name come from? Just to clarify that. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That is a part of the origin story. So, um, you know, when I relocated to Chicago in 2015, I, I had not met a black woman architect in college. I had not learned about any black architects. And so moving to Chicago, a very diverse city, um, in its own right, I was excited to meet black women architects, learn a ropes from them. And upon searching, it was a very daunting and difficult task. You know, I was like, where are these women? Um, and at the time in 2015, we, we had about 115,000 licensed architects. I learned that less than 500 of them were black women. And so, you know, again, less than 1% were black women architects. And so I was, I was fired up by this. I was just like, this is unreal. Um, and that at the time was the first 500 project, which was, um, just making sure everyone in architecture is aware of this statistic of this number. It was a quick way for all of us to kind of wrap our heads around that disparity and to do something about it. Um, and so it, again, I, that's the name still resonates today. Um, I remember it sparking sort of this uh, monumental moment in the industry of black women going through the licensure process and wanting to be in the first 500. Um, and so right, a goal. Look, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look at um, the numbers of black women architects, um, you know, the we, we it took us 60 years to get to 400. And now um, it's taken us less than a decade to get to over 500 now. So uh, the movement is, uh, it's it's in effect now. And we're very, very excited again, to be a resource um, for these women as they're going on in their journeys. Yeah, the website very clearly illustrates that too, the, the, the 500 and how small of a number that is in comparison to the entire profession. Um, and so it very clearly illustrates not only the words of your mission are there, but it, the, it's clear immediately when you get there why this is important. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors for their support of this episode. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. There's a lot to love about being an entrepreneur architect, right? 
but trying to figure out your financials on your own is not one of those things. Luckily, there's FreshBooks, the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like us. FreshBooks takes all the not-so-fun parts of running a business from building and tracking invoices to managing online payments to organizing expenses and automates them with features like the new digital bills and receipt scanner saving you up to 11 hours per week in the process. 11 hours. FreshBooks has your back at tax time too. It's almost tax time. With a ton of reports to choose from, you'll know exactly where your business stands and you can easily hand the keys over to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to reconcile everything for the year. Try FreshBooks. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. It's free. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect. Freshbooks.com slash architect. Get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash architect. So what will you do with your 11 more hours each week? This episode is brought to you by rcat.com. If you haven't used RCAT's Spec Wizard before, now is the time. Spec Wizard is a patented tool that allows you to specify a product in just three simple steps, all for free, without even registering. Completely accessible, completely free. Step one, research and find the right products for your project at rcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Step two. Use the Spec Wizard tool to select products and options, right? Simple. Step three, generate a complete three-part CSI or CSC specification based on your selections. That's it. A complete three-part specification in an instant with Spec Wizard. Again, Spec Wizard is free to use and requires no registration, no payment, no email, none of it. It's free. Just head over to rcat.com and try Spec Wizard today. Spec Wizard at rcat.com. That's rcat.com. A R C A T.com. Please visit our sponsors today and thank them. Thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So, first500.org is the website. What, what will this website now? Uh, allow you to accomplish? Uh, so expanding beyond the mission, um, we have three pillars that we are primarily focused on at the moment. Um, the first one is still the same from its founding, which is raising awareness. So um, pre-COVID, I was everywhere. I was flying <laughs> here and there and everywhere. And I've still done a few talks um, here in in COVID, so, you know, virtual talks. Um, but, but the intent is to get back out there, um, when it's safe to, to do more of these talks and to get in front of different crowds. Um, recently I met little black boys and girls that were, um, ages three to five years old and told them about architecture. And it's, it's just all really exciting. So raising awareness is still the number one pillar. Um, Next to that is uh, resourcing her roadmap. And so Mark, you already mentioned it, but we have a ton of resources now on the website um, that are chronologically through her journey. So from small cho 
children, um, small black girls, and just children in general that are interested in architecture. This, it has resources for them. It has YouTubes, which we all know babies love YouTubes, um, all the way up through um, her becoming a licensed architect and what networks and can she plug into and what awards should she be applying to to, to get recognition um, and to spread her brand. And then of course, I, I, again, Mark, I mentioned, I never learned about a black architect in school. And so there's books that are either black authored or are a featuring black architects that are in this kind of list that we've, we've searched high and low, far and wide to find, um, to, to pull that list together too. Yeah. It's that, a gr- it, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say it's a great resource and I love how it, 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 chronologically orders the resources. So if you if you're a mom or dad who's looking for information for your child, it's there. If you're a college student and you're trying to figure things out and how am I going to get through this profession, it's there. If you're if you're a non-licensed professional and you're looking to get licensed, there's resources there and if you're already licensed and you need to continue to progress, that re- those resources are there as well in terms of mentorship programs and scholarships and design competitions and networks and books, all of that is on first500.org. Um, it really is the place where if you're looking for this information, this is the resource. This is where everybody should be going because it's all there and it's going to continue to grow. Uh, and so if you go and you, f- and you know of a resource and it's not listed, send it to Tiara and the rest of the crew over there. It's info at first500.org, and it's the number 500, so it's not spelled out, first500, so first500.org. Um, you can learn all about that. Um, oh, and I was just going to say, Mark, first of all, thank you for looking through the resources. You've done your homework, too. Um, that The last pillar, um, which is certainly an extremely important one as well. Um, I I mentioned my experience too about, I just could not find them, right? Like I was searching, searching. That last pillar is about building a strong community. And so something else we did um, in this platform is we created the space for Black women architects to, to have a designated platform dedicated to them. And we did that by providing each of them with their own profile. So when you go in, you learn a little bit about them, about their backstory, and some of it may be architecturally related. Some of it may be personal. It's completely up to them what they want to share. Um, and then some of them have websites listed. A lot of them have their social medias listed as well, even if it's just their LinkedIn you have a now a place where you can go find them and connect with them personally. And so um, I, I thank these women for even trusting us and putting their information out there so that people can find them and specifically young black girls that are looking to them as well can reach out if they have any questions or want to connect. So more on that as well as we continue to build it out. But right now, that's sort of the foundation of us building the community. That's That's a great idea to be able to have a a resource, a database, basically, to be able to 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 find and document all 500 of them, right? To, to if Absolutely. you're looking for anybody of the first 500 and beyond, they they'll be there eventually, right? They're not all there now, uh, but you're documenting them and yes. inviting them to contribute to their profiles. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I no- noticed talking about this with other people and and with you back in 2018. 
um, is that that often the the issue is that young students are not exposed to architecture, that they, they don't even know that architecture and architects exist, and they don't know that they can become an architect, right, and, until they, they're in, in high school or college even. Often, um, many architects of color don't even, from, their, from hearing other stories, they didn't even know that architecture existed until they were in college. Um, and so that is a great um, mission that you have as well, to, to focus on those children, to, to have those resources. And a lot of, there's a lot of resources there to be able to um, uh, not only have a resource where people can find it, if they're su- searching for it on Google, it'll show up, uh, but then parents who are looking for that information about architecture and design can find it there. Absolutely. Um, so I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say too, I, something else recently that I found troubling, um, when I was preparing for the talk with, uh, Jack and Jill is, is a group, um, of uh, it's basically an ex- uh, a tool of exposure for little black girls and boys to learn about different professions and tools and fi- financial literacy, for instance, as, as children. And as I was preparing for that, um, I, I Google searched, you know, like children architects, and I could not find any black children represented, um, which was scary. <laughs> and so um, it took a lot of digging and a lot of, of cl- just clawing through sources to find um, find one that also wasn't for sale. And um, that's that's another thing that we are we are looking into when it comes to exposure is really breaking those barriers of us not seeing ourselves. Right. Um, And so you see on the website, there's just lots of black girls mentioned on the social medias as well. There's lots of black girl children mentioned um, black student, black girl, black woman students. You know, we're just really trying to, you know, break down this this barrier of not seeing ourselves and, and that exposure that has been lacking for so long. So um, where do you go from here? So you've, you've built the website, the, the foundation is there, the structure is there. Um, uh, clearly the resources will continue to grow. The profiles will continue to grow. Um, where do you ultimately, what's like the ultimate goal of first 500? Where's it going? I think, I think, um, you know, I've, we've developed this board, there is a leadership board now, um, and also um, an advisory council who, um, these, these are all (laughs) women who are FAIA, you know, they are at the highest possible honor um, as architects within the industry that are all serving as advisors for us. And, and then the leadership board is, is black women in architecture, um, who also all have very diverse and accomplished careers. Um, I think it starts with this group. Um, This is now the brain trust for first 500. um, And and it's bigger than me, right? It's, it started with me, but it's much bigger than me. And uh, I think there's a, there's a lot um, that we have as goals and that we're interested in doing. I know exploring the possibility of us uh, creating a foundation arm is, is a 501c3 arm is, um, in talks right now. 
Um, and what primarily we would be doing is providing financial support to those who are in school studying, those who are, um, whether it's you needing supplies or, hey, I have a balance of $456 or $1,000, I don't know, but providing um, in an equitable way, right? Not saying here's a $1,000 scholarship, but um, I have a balance of this. Okay, well, here is this. We want you to finish school. We, you belong here, right? Um, also, those who are studying to um, get their, their exams done, you know, that's a really expensive process as well. And there's, um, there are some scholarships out there for Black women specifically. Um, actually, I only know of one right now that's for black women. So we want to target this group as well and get them to that next stage of becoming licensed. Um, and then of course, once they are licensed, maintaining the license, if there's anything that's needed there as well, because we all fall on hard times, right? And um, this just needs to be a resource for, for all of those women. So um, that's been in talks. Also, um, content creation has been in talk. So Mark, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see the social medias, but visually we've been doing a lot <laughs> um, and we want to kind of step beyond that as well. Like, what does it look like to actually interview these women and for you to start hearing their voices and seeing their faces now um, as they talk about their stories and their backgrounds in architecture, right? And their work, highlighting the actual work as well beyond um, their profiles. What does that look like? And so um, there's, there's a lot in a pipeline right now. Um, and then also raising money for the organization. That's also in the, in the works as well. I think right now we're just all about getting it out there, publicizing it, making everyone aware and understanding that it's a great source. It's a valid source. We've done our homework. Um, and then in the future, we want to get support from people as well. The, so, so I was going to ask, is there any way to, for people to contribute financially? So I'm assuming that's, that should wait until the foundation is established. There is right now, but yes, I would, I would wait until we start the official fundraising campaign, um, which is coming in, um, in 2022. So right now we're just, it's grassroots right now, getting the word out, um, and setting up the, the foundation for everything. Yep. Well, when that's ready, you come back <laughs> and we talk, we'll talk about the foundation and we'll, we'll get the word out that, uh, that you're ready to start collecting some funds so we can make this even bigger and better. Um, other than that, how else can our listeners contribute to First 500? Um, I, I would say if you know any Black girl, Black woman, um, Black woman practicing architect um, in the field, tap them and please make sure that they are aware of this platform and that it is for them. Um, also, if you, um, you want to personally contribute um, please spread the word. <laughs> We've been featured everywhere now. It's, it's kind of crazy. Arc Daily, uh, Denzine, um, Chicago Tribune is coming out soon. Like it's, it's pretty wild. So um, spread the word and, and, and let's continue to raise awareness about the platform um, until we start the fundraising. It, the the stories that you talked about when you started, when you said that, my thought was podcast. It would be a great podcast to hear these women tell these stories themselves um, would be so interesting. Uh, so Absolutely. if you're interested, let's talk about that. 
That would be that would be very cool. Um, all right. So the website is first500.org. The email, if you have questions or some some information to share, info at first500.org. Um, before we wrap things up here, Tiara, I want to ask you, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? I'm going to be selfish, Mark, and Good. say support Black women, support Black women in the field. Um, we are far and few in between and absolutely need all hands on deck to change these really shocking statistics that I shared with you today. And so please, 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 if you know, again, a Black woman student, a Black girl, anyone that's Black and female that is interested in architecture or is on her journey to architecture, please support her. Please, please, please. And that is not the same for everyone. So let's be equitable about it. And we can ask her, how can we support you? And um, I challenge all of us, um, all hands on deck. This is my call to action for the industry to support Black women in the field. And and first500.org is a great place to learn how to do that, right? So to Absolutely. so if you want to support Black women in architecture, go to first500.org and just look through the website, read it, watch some of those videos, learn what you need to learn, because um, that helps us as well, right? Helps us understand how we can support, um, and we can just make this you know part of the world and how how our profession works, and that yes. it's not just this unique little thing it's this big thing right that we should all be uh, part mm -hmm. of this profession equally so um, tiara hughes thank you for what you do first500.org info at first500.org all the social media is first500 as well so twitter instagram facebook it's all there go subscribe and follow and click and all those things do all those things first500 uh, tiara thank you for what you are doing you are an inspiration um, to see what, to, to, to be part of it from the beginning, to, to hear your story from the very beginning, beginning back in episode 222, uh, to hear where you are today. Uh, the, the, the group has grown. It's no longer a project. It's an organization. Uh, it's clearly going to continue to grow and impact, uh, our profession in many, many ways, right? It's going to certainly impact black women in architecture, but it will impact the entire profession because of the work that you do. Uh, and so thank you for stepping up and taking that lead. Uh, that's a hard thing to do, to recognize that there's a need and, and stepping into that need and saying, okay, I'm going to do something about this. Um, and just starting it, right? That first 500 yes. project, when we talked back then, it was just an idea <laughs> and you were stepping into the idea. And today you just kept moving forward and kept moving forward and kept moving forward and just kept growing it. And that's where it is today. And it's going to continue to do that. So. Thank you for your leadership and thank you for sharing your knowledge uh, here thank and your you. inspiration here today at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> oh my gosh. First of all, thank you for being with us at the very beginning. I was so green on that last podcast. People still <laughs> listen to that. I'm like, I cringe, but thank you so much. Um, it's it's been a very humbling experience. I'll say too, just the pour out from across the globe, even across the globe has been phenomenal. Um, it's 
we're, we're, we're so grateful and more to come stay tuned and yes, follow us on all platforms. Um, we're here for you. Send us any notes or anything that, that your heart desires. You can see that we quote a lot of our supporters on there as well. Um, and so if you're interested in sending a quote in, please let us know. Um, but yes, stay tuned. There's more in the pipeline from first 500. First500.org. Go check it out. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review. Yep, if you liked this episode, go write about it. Wherever you're listening to this episode, they all have access to a, a rating or a review. I ask you to do that because that's how other architects will find it. And share this link, the link to this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend who maybe not may not know what we're doing here at Entree Architect. That's how we've grown over the last 10 years. Yes, 2022 is our 10th year here at Entree Architect Podcast. And that is how we've grown because you share this link with a friend. That's how we've grown to serve thousands more architects just like you. And thank you to our sponsors because we could not do it without them. To sponsors for this episode, FreshBooks and RCAT, thank you for their support. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today on this episode are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. Go check out gablemedia.com. We, right now we have 10 podcasts on gablemedia.com, all architecture, engineering, construction. You will love it. It's built for you, for you. Go check it out at gablemedia.com. And coming to Austin this fall, Austin, Texas, this fall of 2022, the Entree Architect Community Annual Meeting. Yes, the first ever live and in-person conference for you, small firm architects. Come hang out with us in Austin this autumn. Visit entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting right now to learn more and subscribe for updates. That's entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting, our conference for small firms. I hope to see you in Austin. Thank you for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. 
in drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us can we do this are we ready to do this are we prepared can we do it did we just decide a name <laughs> we did it guys oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere Woo! it came out of nowhere i liked it i saw it ready to turn your aspirations into reality follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to emerging and chart your own path to architectural success Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.